0: Welcome to the Executive Minds Podcast, turning good intentions into reality in your career, business, and life. Here's your host, Shane Benson. Well, welcome to another episode of Executive Minds. Uh, This is Shane Benson, your host today, but I am joined uh, by Jeff Henderson. So welcome, Jeff. Hey, Shane. And David Farmer. Welcome, David. Shane, how are you? Doing great. It's great to see you guys. We're doing this podcast recording on Zoom today as we navigate the challenges around COVID-19, as I know many of us are, um, and this may be with us for the foreseeable future. I hope not, and our prayers are out there for anybody and everybody that's been impacted and affected by this. It's. Uh, I think we're trying to figure out uh, what's next for us as individuals and as a country, and so just prayers out there for everybody. But we wanted to jump into a conversation today um, that I think is very appropriate for not only the season that we're in, but for any of us that are navigating change and our leaders. Um, and it's this idea of around getting ahead mentally, and it can be getting ahead mentally, staying ahead mentally, but what are we doing as leaders to get ahead mentally? And I think it's really important that we are thinking about that on a regular basis. And, you know, over the past several years, we've probably talked a little bit about the responsibility of a leader uh, is to move people from here to there. You've probably heard that before, right? Our job as a leader is to move people from where they currently are to where they eventually need to be. But there's a caveat to that. I think even more importantly as leaders is the first point of leadership is the leadership of ourselves. And so we have to be diligent in moving ourselves from where we are today to where we want to be as leaders in the future. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today in this idea of getting ahead mentally and what that looks like. So again, I want to say thanks to David and Jeff for joining us today. It should be a fun conversation. It always is. So I'll start by maybe just asking this question. And on the surface, what does this phrase getting ahead mentally mean to each of you? David, I may let you go first if that's okay, but what is this idea or this phrase, what do we mean by getting ahead mentally?
1: Well, Shane, I may start by talking about what it doesn't mean. Have you ever I, I, I ever had that experience where you show up, like think back to your school, show up for class, you find out we're about to have a quiz, and you're like, oh no, I didn't know there was going to be a quiz or a test. I'm not prepared at all. And the anxiety and the stress and just the, um, I don't know, the, the sense that you're
0: inadequate just sort of overwhelms you in that moment. Hey, David, not to interrupt, and I'm not going to tell you who this was, but I did have a friend, and this was different back in the day, I apologize, but back in college, that exact same thing happened, and he called in a bomb threat into this school so that he would not have to take the test. So it's embarrassing, it's not appropriate, but that's how you feel, right? You walk in you go, "Oh yeah. Uh-oh, I'm not ready." Yeah. Well, that is that's that's creative. That's taking
1: it to another level, but it's a bad feeling as evidenced by the fact that you'll you'll do desperate things. Well, this is the opposite. This is knowing there's going to be a challenge, there's going to be a need coming. What are some of the things that I can do to prepare myself for that? So instead of feeling unprepared and inadequate, I can have the confidence that I need to show up well, to contribute, to lead, whatever the case may be. Awesome. Jeff, how about you?
2: Well, I definitely think the battle starts in the mind, and we know that. And you know how you think is really how you're going to act, ultimately. For me in this season, it's been mentally exhausting. Um, because, you know, I think we all thought we'd kind of get through this and move, move on. And then, and then now it's like, how much longer is this going to go on? And the battle to constantly stay positive, the battle to constantly push back doubts and fears and uncertainty and worry uh, is just very, very difficult. And it's really hard to think your way into a new frame of mind when you are mentally exhausted And so I think you've got to understand, first of all, you've got to be, you know, we talk about being emotionally aware. I think we have to be mentally aware and how are we, how are we doing mentally and what thoughts are we thinking? And I think it's helpful to write down what you are thinking because once you can get this out on paper and see it, to some degree it loses a little bit of its power over you. But when you're not aware of what you're thinking, it's driving you and you're, you're just not aware of it. And also it needs to be a judgment free zone. You don't need to go. I don't need to be thinking this. You need to be thinking, here's what I am thinking. How can I change this? And so I think there's a mental battle going on. And I think also it's helpful. I've just reduced a lot of my intake of mental nutrition. I'm not trying to bury my head in the sand, but I'm not constantly checking how the stock market's doing. I'm not constantly trying to read up on what's the latest, you know, information on, you know, a vaccine or a virus. Or it's just you just. I mean, you need to be aware of that, and you need to find reliable sources. But at the end of the day, it's a mental battle, and you've got to win this game. So, I would imagine most of us have hit some kind of mental exhaustion. So that the, the the battle there is how can you. Become you know more mentally rested,
0: David. Build on that for a second because let's assume that everybody may be in a a space where they're mentally exhausted. Yeah, especially in the season that we're in, right? And I think as le- leaders, we definitely go through those seasons. But let's just let's make some assumptions here that there are going to be a time, and it may be right now, where you're exhausted. It's hard to get ahead mentally if you are first exhausted, and that's what I hear you saying, Jeff, but build on that, David. I know you had a thought to share. Well,
1: it's easy for us to know what it's like to be physically exhausted or to be physically unhealthy, to be sick or to be maybe out of shape or not physically prepared for some challenge that we're trying to take advantage of, and so we also, it's easy to think about, well, I've got to train physically. We think about working out or um, just putting ourselves in a position where our health is better. But we don't think quite as much about that relative to our mental preparedness, and I think it absolutely applies. So much like we systematically often train our bodies, what are some of the things we're doing systematically to train our minds? Not just to be up to speed on something that's new, But I do think, Shane, that there is a mental toughness aspect to this as well. And I I may throw a question out to you. I know um, your son, Joseph, has subjected himself to some pretty challenging circumstances through uh, school at, at the Citadel. And then going to Ranger School and being a Ranger instructor, and there's a lot of obviously a lot of physical challenge to that. But I think maybe the tougher part, and maybe what separates those who succeed from those who don't make it through, is the mental toughness. Uh, I'd love to hear you
0: just kind of comment because I know you've observed that in the, in the life of your own son. You know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because I think it really ties in really well, something, Jeff, you were saying as well, is assume you're at a point of exhaustion. So I'm going to use uh, an example, and it's really hard to get ahead if you don't first address the exhaustion, right? So to get back to, David alluded to, my my son is uh, serving in the military, gone through ranger schools, um, entering into training rangers now, really excited but one of the things he shared with me very early on, because I've asked him that question, how do you get like prepared when you're tapped on the shoulder to lead an objective and you're exhausted? What do you do? And he said, Dad, he goes, Al- almost all of us will close our eyes, take deep breaths for about 30 seconds, and get in a very peaceful place, and then activate. And I said, well, why do you do that? He said, because you've got to... Clear your head and allow your your mind to have a little bit of margin, mm-hmm. just enough to where you can think about what's next. Um, and that is an extreme example, but if you if you blow that up and you think about it, how are you as a leader allowing your mind to rest in order to be prepared to get ahead? And so. Currently, right now, during COVID-19, I've had the pleasure of getting to play a little bit more golf just because I'm home. And so in the evenings, I'll go play golf. And I've recently kind of got some golfer's elbow. I'm kind of proud of that, actually. That means I'm playing a lot. <laughs> but I've realized I have to take a break for the next two weeks. In or- If I truly want to get ahead, I've got to rest my body in order to do that. We've all been there with physical, you know, mental exercise. I think there's some real truth in this idea of hitting pause. And so I want to go down that path just a little bit because again, I think this is something that's really significant for us right now. Jeff, you mentioned journaling can be a way to for that. What are some things that you guys have done in the past or are doing currently mentally to relax, to create some margin? What what are systems, tactics, tips, tricks that you use? to let your brain just kind of take a deep breath so to speak
2: breathing is really important i think it's over uh so many times it's underrated and just breathing and and it's you know it's called centering yourself and then reminding yourself of what is true what is true about the situation what's true about the situation going forward and I, i think I love what Joseph was talking about there. I mean, centering yourself, breathing, I've heard taking 20 breaths, you know, deep breaths and just centering yourself. And, and that's where, you know, my, my, my watch, it'll, it'll just, I guess it senses that I'm stressed. It says you need to breathe now. So, you know, so I think breathing is really, really important. I do again, anytime you can get outside and walk, is really, really important as well. Anything physically that you can do, I think is really important to help you push back against the, the mental stress.
1: Shane, I, I love that you use the word margin. I, I just think that's huge. Um, if you think about times or areas of your life where you just run out of margin and think about how you feel and think about some of the, the, the just the hard stuff that comes as a result of it. If you have no margin financially, it creates an enormous amount of stress. If you have no margin emotionally, you're just emotionally depleted. Uh, you are far from being at your best. You don't want to make any important decisions. Uh, it, that if it, you know if you have no margin physically, you're more susceptible to uh, an illness or disease. Well, I I think we need margin mentally as well, and so that I think that maybe one of the most important things we can do is just do a little bit of an audit. Are you Building in enough margin to enable you to rest your mind, but that that may be step one and that becomes a precursor then to actually getting ahead, back to the title of the podcast. How are you going to do that if you're if you're in deficit? And so the margin will help you close the gap and hopefully eliminate the, the deficit and put you in a position to actually make progress forward.
0: So, you know, let, let's build on that a little bit. So let's we you know we started talking about a leader's role is to help people move from here to there and and there is visionary there is the future and as leaders we have to create the margin and the best practices to allow our mind to shift to where there is because as leaders our responsibility is to go first to get there ahead of people so that you can kind of cast vision to where that is, give our listeners a sense of some of the best practices that you've used to be diligent about setting aside the time to do that. And I think we would all say, hey, there are seasons where we do it better than others, but what are some of your best practices for doing that, to creating that space that's necessary to stay ahead of your team And the projects that you're leading—that's what we—that's what we mean when we say getting ahead mentally.
1: Yeah, I would rattle off a couple and then invite you guys to jump in, but I'll I'll bring up one from a spiritual perspective. You know, in my belief, uh, God created us and He also ordained that there would be a day of Sabbath, one day a week, whatever day. You know, that culturally that has shifted in some uh, places. That's a Saturday in some places. It's Sunday. But what's that day? where you unplug and you rest. And he even modeled that in the creation story. Uh, I think then also about my schedule. If I look at my schedule for a week or a month or whatever period of time, what are those periods, even on a daily basis, where I have margin? And then, Shane, we've been hearing a lot about this at Chick-fil-A, a challenge to take PTO, paid time off, to step away from the business it could just be a day, it could even be an afternoon, but hopefully there's an extended block of time, even if you don't go anywhere right now, because we probably don't travel as much, or maybe we're just going to drive somewhere, but to change up your scenery, change up your routine, to refresh the mind, the spirit, the body. So getting into your calendar, I would say being proactive and going ahead and and using the, the blocking technique to set those times aside so that You or or anyone else that might might have access to your calendar can't come in and just claim that time. There's always going to be way more stuff to do than you're going to be able to squeeze in. So you got to protect it.
0: David, and, and I know for those maybe new to the podcast, we've talked about this technique, but just for just a little bit, unpack blocking technique. What does that mean to maybe some folks that may be listening right now?
1: Yeah, I'll give a shout out to one of our uh, prior podcast guests, uh, Michael Hyde. Go back and check that podcast out, by the way, if you haven't heard it. But he even talks about what's an ideal week look like. And so it really just means in the context of your goals and your plan for your work or your life, what would an ideal week look like? And granted, you will rarely have an ideal week. It won't play out exactly like you draw it up. But you'll have a much better week, a week that is closer to ideal when you've thought through. And one of the ways you can control what happens is to go into the calendar and schedule an appointment with yourself to do something that is, it's going to be important, but it may not feel urgent in the moment. All these little ankle biters are going to pop up and they're going to go, we're urgent, we're urgent, do less instead. And you've got to have the discipline to hold true to that, that time that you've set aside That's time blocking, and you can do that in a week. I also think it's really healthy. Uh, At some point, we do this as a family to try to coordinate our schedules, to look out and say, what are our vacation weeks going to be? And then what are your vacation days or PTO days going to be? What are those times you've set aside for just uh, refreshment? Uh, But I think as it relates to this mentally getting ahead, you also have to set aside time where you can focus on I'm not going to work. I'm not going to be working on a a project or deadline. I'm just going to. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to. I'm going to basically reload my wagon with new ideas, new inputs that are going to enable me to be, to show up and just add more value when I get back to work, so to speak.
0: You know, I'm in the middle of a book right now called The Splendid and the Vile, and it's all about Winston Churchill, World War II. Great example of how literally every day he time-blocked a nap. Like for his mental—in the middle of World War II, I mean, bombing of London, this guy was taking naps every day, and he got upset if he was in a place where somebody didn't set that up for him to be able to do because it was so important for his mental sharpness to be able to have a nap and, I will say, a glass of bourbon. But he had to have that every (laughs) single day. And I just think that's fascinating that, I mean, of all the things that he felt like were most important, his mental awareness and well-being was triggered through that nap. And I think it's it's good counsel for many of us. Like, are we doing those type of things individually to make sure we're at our best and to stay ahead mentally? Jeff, how about you? What are some best practices that— you've incorporated. Uh, I would point out that Winston Churchill's story about a nap was also in the four book,
2: but I, I'm okay with you not <laughs> referencing that. <laughs> Jeff, who
1: wrote
0: the four book? I'm trying to, I want to write that down. <laughs> One of my favorite people of all time, Mr. Jeff Anderson. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think change
2: of, change of, and David alluded to this, but change of place equals change of perspective. So I actually bought a, uh, a membership to Lake Lanier islands. Basically it's just a parking pass for a year and I'll just go for a drive and go up there and just look at the lake and just, just a different change of, and it's just, it's it's pretty close from where, where we live. Just a different change of place gives me a different change of perspective versus if you're going into the office or you're staying at home and it's the same thing every single day, you're going to think the same exact thoughts. So just change of place equals change of perspective, get out of your routine, and um, allow your brain to think differently. It's, Mark Miller gave me this analogy years ago about how to become more creative, is that think of your brain as a, as a hill, and when it rains, the water comes down the hill, and it all goes on these ruts, and it's basically the same rut every single time. So what you have to do is throw a bale of hay on the hill so that it forces the water to go in different, different directions. That's what you're doing with your brain and w- with your mental thoughts. You've got to throw a bale of hay on it and so one way to do that is a change of place equals a change of perspective. And maybe you see a problem or challenge in a different way. Hey, can, I've also
1: heard, I haven't heard that analogy with the mountain and the ruts and the hay bales. So that's good. But I've heard Mark talk about how you can even go into a bookstore and go to a section you never go to before, or maybe just go to the magazine area and pick up a magazine on a topic you know nothing about. And buy a couple of those magazines, maybe get a couple of books, or maybe get online and look up a topic you know nothing about. I, I subscribe to like Apple News, and you can get Apple Plus, and there are all these different magazines. And it's sort of fascinating all the things that are out there that I would never have thought to look at before. But just
0: opening yourself up to something different, to your point, can create a different pathway. Oh, this is so good. Any other thoughts just around best practice? I love that. I had not heard that an example. Of uh, the brain and water and hay bales and information and change of perspective. I love that.
1: It's great. Shane, I'll share one that I I think is helpful. Uh, It really helps when you're in the midst of uncertainty. And aren't we all in the midst of uncertainty right now? I mean, at the time we're recording this, school in many places is getting to crank back up. And it looks different in different areas, but they say, well, well, we're going to start this way. But if we have outbreaks of COVID, we're going to have to shift to a different plan. We're still waiting to see how, you know, is there going to be college football or college athletics? A lot of those pro sports have cranked back up, but it's really, really fluid. So the, the, the idea of scenario planning is huge. And it may be a way to take some stress off the table. If you get locked up because you just don't know exactly what the future would hold, then maybe you sit down and do two or three different scenarios. There may be a worst-case scenario. If things really go bad, here's what I will do. If it's a best-case scenario, here's what I will do. And then there may be a scenario in between. I think doing that and sort of getting it out of your head getting it onto paper or into an electronic file and begin to think about how you would play it if that's the scenario that occurs is really helpful and is one of the ways mentally you can get ahead.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it uh, it does remind me when you said jot down, it triggered a thought for me. Uh, I've heard so many really good leaders talk about the importance of having something uh, in your pocket or available to jot thoughts down throughout your day? Because you just never know when they're going to hit you, Uh, especially in the evening or at night when you're sleeping and you wake up from a dream. Where do you capture that? Yep. Is there something that's close by that where you can capture these thoughts? It allows you to capture that thought, get it down so you can revisit it later. So that's always been a really good best practice as well. Yep. That's good. Well, guys, we're getting close to uh, the end of our time, but I want to jump into one more aspect of this that I think is really helpful, and it comes back to this idea that you cannot teach what you haven't learned. And so transition this. What are you doing to exemplify or teach this to those that you're fortunate enough to lead? Because I think we all see the advantages of being ahead mentally, But what are what are some tips or best practices that you would encourage us as leaders that translate into teaching this to the folks that we we may lead or come in contact with?
2: I think it's I think it's helpful to understand that you're going to have to fight for mental health. And I think there's a lot of stigma around uh, mental health issues. And I think that's unfortunate. So one of the things that I try to communicate to my team is just this statement. Yeah, you know, the other day I was talking to my counselor and I don't even know if they hear anything else after that. It's just like, oh, wait, you, you, you're in counseling? And um, I'm a firm believer in proactive counseling. And um, we, I think we have this mentality that the only reason you go to a counselor is if you're off, you know, your life's gone off the rails or whatever. And certainly that's true. And we want to get people back on the rails. But proactive counseling and fighting for your mental health is a really big deal. So I think trying to, to teach people Hey, I want you to fight for your mental health. So here's some things that I'm consistently doing to try to understand how I'm doing uh, and, and m- with the mental battle because it is, yeah, you know, we all have a physical battle, but really it's the mind game. And what is your battle plan? And I think what we've talked about in in this episode is a battle plan for your mental health. But I think being vulnerable and sharing with your team that you're in a battle for it too will free them up to fight as well. Uh, so good, David. Yeah, what I would add is think about
1: some of the skills or the resources that you may need down the road, and what can you do to begin to acquire or cultivate those skills or resources right now, and just just start chipping away. So uh, I'll go back to maybe I have a lot of bad school memories, but I'd already talked about the surprise test or the one I forgot about and wasn't prepared for, but uh, you, you know what it feels like to cram for a test, and... It, it's you just it it feels less than optimal, but you're just trying to you know expose yourself to as much content as possible as quickly as you can before a, a deadline. Well, in contrast to that, what if you could anticipate things you might need down the road and you take a slow, steady, methodical just sort of chip away at it, no pressure approach to acquiring those skills? I think that's really helpful. And one of the specific practices that we've done, uh, in the workplace is we'll look ahead think about something we don't know an awful lot about yet but think we're probably going to need to know a lot about it we may ask an individual or maybe even a group to go do some scouting work for us kind of go first do the research come back school us up and they help us kind of uh, go down that road together so i think that's one approach you could take you know if you're if you're part of a team, but I think you can do that yourself as well. Just think what might I want to know and what are some simple little steps I can take. I find it that once you get into it, if it, if you find it to be really helpful, you tend to get a little momentum, your uh, level of interest and engagement tends to go up. If you find that hey, there's nothing there. Fine. Uh, you know, I talked to some about social experiments, uh, bring it into it, move on. There's there's something else you can go learn.
0: Well, y'all, it's, it is amazing how quickly time goes by when, um, you know, you're on a topic that I think so many of us know is important, but how do we maintain this intentionality around getting ahead or staying ahead mentally? And just a, a little bit of a recap, and I want to tell you, I apologize, I think there's some landscaping going on at my house right now. So if you hear some grass being cut, um, I have created margin by hiring somebody to do the grass so that I could do this podcast. Just real quick, just to recap, you know, first and foremost, I think it is our responsibility as healthy leaders to be healthy mentally. And uh, Jeff, you, you said it well, we are in a battle for that. And um, I think it's really important that we just realize that we're in a fight. We're in a battle for our mental health and our ability to stay ahead uh, and to maintain that mental health as leaders is a catalyst for those that we lead. And so, um, just a reminder that our job is to move people from here to there. And we do that best when we are ahead in the mental game, when we're thinking ahead of where we want to be so that we can bring people with us. Um, that's really helpful. So, a couple things that I, I, you know, you guys jump in, but I think you have to understand that sometimes this is exhausting and you have to create margin. In your daily activities and your weekly activities, to really focus on mental health and your mental well-being and staying ahead. And so, it's blocking time. David, you talked a lot about this blocking time to do that, and the variety of activities that we talked about today, from journaling to taking walks to getting, changing your perspective by changing where you're at. The place can actually help you do that. Um, it, hey, Shane. Talked- can- Yep, go ahead. Got Dave. to
1: throw one thing in there. You know, during this season, I'm not in my car commuting as much. And I used to listen to a lot of books on Audible, but I don't have as much commute time. But what I do have is more opportunity to watch videos, which is something I might not do in the car as much. So I, I upgraded my YouTube subscription and I created all these different lists and channels. And I am loving going and finding different categories of videos, putting them in a watch later file. And when I have moments, go back and just learning about stuff I never knew about. There is a whole world, a a big, wide world of information out there on YouTube.
0: Including how to fill a tractor tire with water that I watched the other day to weight down your tractor, which I'm actually a smarter farmer now. You didn't know I was a farmer, but I'm I'm kind of, I enjoy doing that. But to your point, David, I think there's some things that you can do to really challenge yourself through some of these mediums that are out there and available to each of us. So video, podcast, you name it, setting aside time, blocking time to elevate your thinking, I think is really important. Jeff, you said a change of place is a change of perspective. So thinking about where you are, um, where do you have these moments in your neighborhood, outside your neighborhood, in your home? Where is it that you do some of your best thinking and how can you focus on that? But oftentimes a change of place is a change of perspective. Get out of your routine, um, I think, is really important. David, you touched on the power of scenario planning. Like, what are the scenarios that you need to be that can really challenge your your thinking and your perspective around what may happen or what might not happen? But spending some time doing that. And at the end of the day, our job as leaders is to teach and develop people. And you cannot teach what you don't do. And I think this is really important. Leaders lead the way. And it's really important that as leaders, we maintain this ability to stay ahead mentally. So just want to encourage and challenge you. We're always going to talk about best practices and doing this over time. But this has been really helpful for me, guys. I've taken a ton of notes and I'm hopeful it's helpful for you as well and for many of our listeners out there. So we do want to say thank you for always joining us on executive minds and joining my landscape crew out there today that you can hear in the background. So again, I apologize.
1: I hope he's listening while he's cutting your grass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He does have headphones in, but the way he's bopping his head, I'm not sure it's the podcast, but I do want to say thanks. Uh, We so appreciate getting to get together with you on a regular basis. And if you're interested Um, We do have a lot more information, including show notes and other materials that we have available on wearementor.co, and that's spelled we-w-e-r-a-r-e-m-n-t-r.co, and we'd love for you to join us and uh, look forward to talking to you the next time on Executive Minds. Thanks for listening to the Executive Minds podcast. We hope it's helped you move from go-getter to difference maker. Be sure to subscribe on Apple podcasts or follow us on Spotify for more show notes and helpful resources, visit executiveminds.co that's executiveminds.co.